0: luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com
1: slash style. Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of The Parenthood. Today, I've got one of parenting's true gurus with me sarah norris has spent 25 years as a maternity nurse helping parents negotiate that tricky first year of parenthood her book the baby detective is an invaluable tool in the armory of any new parent reading her tips a few years after i was in the bog of being a new parent i can recognize that her advice is sensible and properly empowering she's balanced and fair and that's the kind of advice that's actually going to mean something so while I've got this brilliant lady here, I thought I'd ask her about one of the questions we're always begged to tackle. Are dummies good or evil? <laughs> Sarah, thanks for coming along today. You're welcome. There seems to be a lot of emotion around dummies, um, almost as much as there is around breastfeeding. Yes. I remember my mother being really anti the idea, and I see mothers in the bump class the whole time who vow they'll never <laughs> use one and then end up completely mm. changing yes. their minds.
2: Yeah. What, what is your view A dummy is a tool, nothing more, nothing less. And I think it's an amazing tool. I use them very successfully. And if you use it properly, it can make a massive difference to your quality of life and your baby's quality of life. They are not evil. Dummies do not have legs. They do not have wings. They cannot jump or fly into your baby's mouth and create an addiction. Um, if the dummy goes into the baby's mouth, it's because you've put it there. So all you need to do is to think carefully about how you use it yeah no I I think that is the kind of
1: big fear that Mm. people have that you know they're going to create an addiction and you see you know you'll often walk past a sort of five year old Mm. in the street who's walking around with a dummy in the mouth and then you hear that it might affect their ability to speak and the the development of their gums and their teeth and you think well I don't want that but I mean I think you know obviously there are people that use dummies very very successfully Mm. who you don't see abusing them and it's that sort
2: of no and it's mean everybody seems to be feeling they can offer their opinion, um, and their judgment and their criticism. So, oh, you're not using a dummy, are you? I saw a seven year old with a dummy, I saw a three year old, and you know, it, it puts people off. It makes you think, again, the worst thing in the world is to be a bad parent, and you do anything not to be that. So, if somebody suggests that something you were thinking of doing is to be criticized, it's a bad thing, then you don't do it. But, dummies. As I've said, they're just a tool. Mm. and Very often, the d- person offering the sort of negativity around the
1: dummy mm. is not the one that has to cope with the sleepless nights oh, or yes, the screaming they can baby. they their
2: advice and walk away quite, quite glibly and, and not have to see you suffer, yes. Okay, well I think this is really interesting. So
1: let's, just before we start, let's just clarify what we're talking about. So we're talking about dummies in the States, they're called pacifiers. There are other are different types. I mean, obviously there are different sizes. So if you were thinking, if you're about to have your baby, you think, well, maybe I should just buy mm. a couple of dummies.
2: Yeah. Uh, what what should people buy? They're normally labelled, they can be cut naught to three months, sometimes their first month. They're, they're like teat sizes. Every brand is different. But babies will adapt to nipple size and teat shape, and they will adapt to dummy size as well. So, I mean, little premature babies, they have the teeny little ones that you can put your finger inside. Um there's a lot of Fuss about this orthodontic. Don't worry about that. If you just use a dummy for your baby's first six months or year, you're not going to do any harm to their gums. It's just not going to misshape them at all. In my experience, there are different sort of shapes of dummies. Some of them are sort of flat. They, some of them are kind of flat, kinked. They point down. My favourite is actually least fashionable at the moment is a cherry ended dummy because they can pull it into their mouth and keep it there I found some babies when they've got the flat ones or pointed ones especially they sort of point downwards they squeeze with their tongue and they fire the dummy out Mm. so you constantly put them back so if you've got a baby who's firing their dummy out or doesn't seem quite happy try a cherry ended tea they're usually latex and they're not that easy to find Mm. but I hope somebody sort of brings out more of them and I think they went out of fashion when the orthodontic phase came in, which is just manufacturing. Um, and the you know, key marketing. is, I
1: guess, we're all different. Babies are all different. Yes. Some babies will like one type, the yeah. other baby will like the other and type. You, so, And they're not expensive, so it's worth not maybe expensive, potentially getting You might shapes. find
2: that you have a baby with a tiny mouth who likes a big dummy or quite the opposite. So you can't predict, but go for something that's easy to find, or just buy a couple of different kinds. Take them into hospital if you're having a hospital birth, just have them ready and just try. You might find that baby slips it in and never lets it go and he's Mm -hmm. fine. Other times you might have to, sometimes you you put it in and they're not quite sure, and you have to hold it for 10, 20 seconds while like, figure it out, and then they've got it. Mm. So there's no right or wrong way. It doesn't matter whether latex or silicone. Um, and they're all rigorously yeah. tested and They're safe. rigorously tested. They're safe, yeah. So um, why is it that babies like
1: dummies so much? Uh, what,
2: what is it about dummies? It's sucking, isn't it? That it's sucking the key? because the baby's only form of comfort is sucking. It comes from food, um, and that's their survival instinct. So it's very strong. If they're in pain... They can't tell anybody. They can't go and have a hot bath. They can't go for a walk. They can't distract themselves, the same as if they're tired. But sucking gives them comfort, probably because it's linked to food and survival. So it's very deeply ingrained. But it's all they've got. So they may be ill. They might have reflux. They may be in pain. They may be very tired. They may be frightened. They may be uncertain, could be hungry. Give them a dummy because... You see, they put that in and they kind of fold up around it. They wrap their arms around themselves and and they get this blissed out look on their face. You can't deny them that. And the alternative is to leave them to cry and I'm sorry. Or stick a finger in your mouth. You often see parents with fingers. Oh yes, I've done that. Just use your little finger upside down. Keep your nail short upside down so that soft part of your nail is going to the top of the roof and of their mouth and and let them suck on that if you don't either have a dummy on hand or if you're afraid of overusing it use your finger because you can't leave it in and walk away <laughs> so you won't you definitely won't overuse it if it's just your finger Though sometimes it might mean that you're actually trapped and stuck because you don't move because your fingers in the mouth. Yeah. Fingers no, I think
1: you know, and, and and the sucking is often quite soporific for them and mm. comforting. And you know yeah. what what I've been told is that if your baby can't suck on anything apart from the nipple, they'll start using your nipple when you're breastfeeding mm. as that comfort, and that's not brilliant for your nipple because no. you don't want that sort of excessive sucking. You want them to suck when they are extracting milk, but feeding, not for yeah. sort of comfort feeding because you'll end up with very very sore nipples so in that case
2: actually having a dummy is yeah quite a good thing yes and you can use the dummy almost as a diagnostic you can feed your baby if they're feeding from the breast if you you think they're still hungry especially if they grab onto it just as you're trying to pull them off you think oh they must still want it um so you can take them off and if you give them the dummy sometimes just for two or three minutes it's almost like they they've got more sucking to do because it's such a lovely feeling but if they settle with that in their mouth then they're full if they're wriggling and waking up are not happy then it gives you a clue so you're not necessarily leaving it in you're just using it uh for that reason so um yes you definitely don't want them chewing on you <laughs> in, if you are using
1: dummies Obviously, it's, it's kind of important to sort of keep them clean. Mm. Um, and they're the things that drop on the floor mm-hmm. quite frequently. You often see parents who, who pick up a dummy off the floor, pop them in their mouths first. Yeah.
2: It's not great, is it? Don't do that, no. Because no. we've got loads of bacteria in our mouths. We've got, yes. I don't know whether it's true, but I have read that sort of our mouths have more bugs in them than toilet seats, I don't know. But that image stayed with me. No, don't do that. Just rinse it under clean water, um, there are wet wipes that are just water yeah, um, with a bit of something, but no, no chemicals. I've used those in desperation. If mm. nothing else, if you're travelling, just use a clean tissue. Mm. They talk about the, the five-second rules, you know, where germs and contaminants take time to actually get onto something, pick it up really quickly.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, uh, and and yeah. also the understanding that actually exposure to a bit
1: of bacteria isn't yes. a bad thing for our little babies. But yes. ov- obviously every new parent is going to want to make sure that yes. the, they don't need to be sterilised though. They're like bottles.
2: Um, I do generally want every 24 hours. I tend to put them through uh, because it's no big deal. I usually, if I'm using them, I'll have several on the go. I have them everywhere. If I know. So one by the feeding chair, one in the bed, um, one in the car seat, in the, the car door, the changing bag. So you just have several on the go. And yes, I, I do tend to sterilise once a day, um, just simply because they've got, Milk in their mouths and milk is perfect bug food and for me I think it's it's a little thing to do but yeah, just otherwise rinse them under. You can always just pop them in a mug and pour some hot water over them but make sure they're cool before you put them back in the baby's mouth. I was reading your book yesterday and there's actually a brilliant chapter
1: on sort of dummies and um, you mentioning some situations when uh, dummies or pacifiers are really, really useful. Mm. So the other thing you mentioned uh, you could use dummies for is uh, as a sleep settler.
2: Yes, and everybody panics. Oh no, you know, I'll end up changing, uh, putting it back in every 20 minutes or 30 times a night. And don't panic. Use it as a sleep settler. It's a lovely thing. You watch them drifting off to sleep with it. Use it to help them settle. It can be part of the sleep cue, doing the same thing every time you settle them. And once they're asleep, take it out. And that's all you need to do. And they're not going to wake avoid. up
1: when you, you sort of extract
2: it from the vacuum You they've learn created. very quickly to figure out how deep a sleep they have to be in. Some babies... They can, yes, you can take it out straight away. Others, you need to wait 10 minutes, but take it out. And others, you need to sneak the dummy out. And others are actually better if you just pull it out like like a cork from a bottle. Um, so you just get used to your baby. They'll they'll tell you when you've got it wrong quite quickly. But yes, it's just take it out. And, and then it'll never become a, a problem of you having to get up in the night to put it back in, or then becoming over-reliant. And you're not
1: sort of creating then a rod for your own back that if they do wake up in the middle of the night and they're not old enough to find the dummy and put it back in, that they then can't go back to sleep without that sucking action.
2: Varies with the parents as to how sleep-deprived you are, how desperate you are. You know, sometimes I think you just have to do whatever you can to get through and survive. Sometimes that's what parenting's about. So if you feel the need and you just pop that dummy back in, um, but again, once they've gone back to sleep, take it out. It might be a rod for your own back, but again, you can get rid of that in the future. You start them off on sleep cues and, and things that are consistent, that you use, props, whatever way, but... You can always then take them out, reduce them a bit at a time. And there are other things you can do to settle your baby. If you use white noise, uh, you can turn that on. I know you mentioned previously that you'd used... um, Music. The music from the, uh, the baby monitor. So there are other things you can do. You can shush, you can pat, you can rock the cradle. It's a parental choice and sometimes you might... It's not set in stone. So if you start off by settling your baby to sleep with a dummy every time, it doesn't mean you always have to. If it becomes a problem, stop it and try and introduce something else. Try something different. Don't be afraid to try something in case it might not work out. Try it. If it doesn't work out, then you've learned and you can try something else.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: I remember with my daughter, actually, um, I used a dummy to get her to sleep, but I was finding that I would be in her room (laughs) 20 times a night putting the dummy back in because every time she's battered out, it woke Mm. her up. That process woke her up. And so clearly she's just one of those babies for whom a dummy isn't appropriate. And I thought, I can't be doing with this anymore no. I need to get her to sleep without a dummy and I thought this is going to be a nightmare but I just went cold turkey mm. stopped using it you know what she was fine actually I realized pretty quickly that she slept better without it yes and that's not to say dummies don't work mm. they just didn't work for that particular little girl at that time at that time yes and mm. actually if you have that sort of open uh, you know mindedness to yeah. be able to try them but also recognize when it's not
2: working for mm. you
1: and and sort of go from there that that probably does work quite well
2: yeah just just question what's going on observe and think about what's happening and just don't be afraid um to try something one of the the reasons you put in your book
1: is uh temporary silencing, I love that, I, I absolutely love that, because it's so often something people are a bit sort of arrogant about admitting, but quite mm. frankly, to have something that is oh, yes. a mute button for your child is amazing, yes. Yeah, as obviously, as, as you said before, as long as you don't overuse it, as long mm. as you don't become too dependent on it, but yes. there are some
2: times you just need your baby just That's to be quiet. Because I mean, a bit- nature's designed a baby's cry to drill through your brain and force you to react, it's survival, but Boy, does it drive you insane sometimes. You're tired and they could just be whinging or they could be screaming and you might not be in a position to do anything. Think about travelling, you know, the safety aspect of it. You can just pop a dummy in their mouths and shut them up or you could drive for another hour with that screaming going on. And, you know, you deserve a bit of peace and quiet. It's all right sometimes just to put your needs over some mythical perfect practice The that other people have designed that, that isn't real anyway. So be kind to yourself. You're, you're doing enough. It's a hard job, you know. Um, I, I I'm reluctant actually to take on jobs sometimes if if, if they say it's absolutely no dummies. I, I like at least them to to be open to the thinking about it because. it can be relentless if you've got a a difficult baby a high needs baby or reflux or something else going on or you've got You might be suffering anxiety or postnatal depression or there might be something else going on in your life. You might have somebody in the family who's sick or, you know, another child who needs your attention. It's all about balance and you won't do any harm by just popping a dummy in. Yes, just enjoy that silence. (laughs) Mm. And, you know, if your baby really is in pain, they're not going to be pacified with a dummy. Very often they just need something
1: because they don't have very much else that they are able to do they can't do anything they can't find their
2: thumb at that stage if they feel that need to suck no they can't they're reliant on you to help them find comfort somehow so yes never be never be afraid of trying a dummy You've put down here the feed delay tactic. Mm. And I think
1: that's something that, again, people can get onto their sort of high horses about. But actually every mother knows that, you know, it is sometimes good just to see if you can eke out another five Mm. minutes before you feed them. Yeah, And again, I'm not saying don't feed your baby
2: or... But you might be working towards a change in a routine or you might be desperate for the loo or, you know, it might be 4am, you want a shower, you're still in your PJs, can you just be quiet for five minutes while I have a shower? Give them a dummy, that's fine. But yes, just before a feed Or, or they've woken up early and you've got to either... Maybe you've got fast milk flow and you need to express a little... That can take five or ten minutes, or you've got slow flow, so you need to encourage the boobs, or you have to get a bottle ready, you've got to warm it up, you've dropped the bottle that you've carefully prepared all over the floor just a few minutes it won't make any difference
1: yeah I think that is um I I, I think that's that's certainly from the experience of being a mother myself that that really sort of resonates Mm. you mentioned that it can be really helpful when a baby is learning to breastfeed to Mm. get that sort of sucking and that makes total sense because I mean they do suck in in utero They do swallow the amniotic Mm. fluid don't they but you know they've never sucked properly um and certainly not sucked to extract milk so that that actually makes total sense
2: so what popping in a dummy before they start feeding just to get that sucking yes you can get it you can use it that way but also you can use it as a sneaky trick to help them latch on A, a hungry baby can get sort of overwrought they want the food but they don't know how to get it so they they go a bit meltdown they lose it and they can scream and cry and then of course you put them even touch their cheek to the breast they won't latch because they're too busy crying. So if you pop the dummy, if you hold them in the feeding position, pop the dummy in, they'll suck on that immediately because it's instant. They don't have to form the nipple into the right shape or or struggle with um, an engorged breast or, or an inverted nipples or anything. It's instant. So when they're relaxed, you can then hold them to the breast in exactly the breastfeeding position and wait till they're calm and then just very sneakily Pull out the dummy at exactly the same t- same time as presenting the breast, and you can trick them onto the breast because they 're calm they 're sucking, and you 've made it all that much easier for them so it's a good sneaky trick for that
1: yeah it makes total sense mm. because they work themselves up at some times into such they a fury you know because they've had to wait <laughs> 30 seconds for yeah their feed. room service is terrible here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know i tried you know if i've sort of you know i'm furious and crying and then i try and drink a glass of water i mean that water's not going to go down no. much better that they're you're calm yeah. and then you present the feed yeah. oh, it makes perfect sense
2: dummy's just a tool and just get creative and think about how many different ways you can use it. Um, so we've obviously talked about loads of different ways in which it's good to use a dummy. Mm. Are there any situations where you wouldn't use a dummy? Um, to be honest, not really. I tend to, if I'm working with parents, I'll talk about using it, why we're going to use it. I like to explain how and why. I mean, I suppose it's just not every solution to every problem. No, no. If you've got a problem and you think the dummy might help, try it and think about it beforehand. Watch yourself when you're doing it. Watch the baby's response and then assess whether you think that is going to be something that works for you. And you don't have to use them all the time as well. I know one mum who had sort of strong feelings about it but she knew that when she was out if her baby started crying she got very, very stressed to the point where she was actually reluctant to go out if she thought it was around a time when the baby might cry. So the compromise there was the dummy was either in the car door or in the side of the pram and those were the only times she ever used it. She didn't use it in the house, not for sleep settling, not anything, but that was her tool and enabled her to get out and meet her friends and so... It's just think about what you're doing and if you think you're using it too much catch yourself and you just sometimes you do do it when you're tired or on automatic or busy you'll pop it in without thinking so and it's often it's, it's not bad parenting it's just you've just stopped thinking about it things become habit and sometimes it's with children and babies it, it's habits that get you through the day so just just yeah just think about why you're doing it and just also watch what other people are doing within the family as well you know if you're going to have rules about dummies make sure everybody knows them grandparents and partners and any childcare. make sure everybody's using the same thing um, if your child's at nursery that they're not using the dummy because they're understaffed and using it at a time when, in a way, you wouldn't like. Just make sure everything's clear. And But yes, really, once your child can find other ways of comforting or you've got language and you can discuss things, you don't need the dummy. Yeah, I mean, I, someone
1: said to me... You know, once they're past sort of six months and Mm. most of their sleeping is done in a cot, their Mm. meaningful sleeps are done in their sort of cot. It's worth restricting the dummy to the area that they're sleeping. So it's just at night. So it's not, you know what? I haven't got your tea quite ready, just sit down, shut mm. up and have the, the dummy yeah. in your mouth. It's more, you only use the dummy to go to sleep and mm. it never leaves the cot. And actually, that's a very simple rule to make. Yes. Everyone in the household can employ it. And also, if it's not there and if it's not visible, your child yes. won't answer, ask yeah. it, you probably won't resort to it
2: yes, and unless they, it's... And they won't see it and point to it and be expecting it. They, they very quickly learn rules, you know, very, very quickly. And if it always stays in the cot or the bedroom, Keep things simple.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And and we mentioned before, you know, the story with my daughter spitting her dummy out, Mm. just being able to recognise when it is no longer helping you. um, Because it's a crutch that seems horrific to give up but actually in mm. reality most people I think find it a lot easier to give up Yeah, because obviously mm. there comes a stage when it is time to lose the dummy mm. I think you know all of us universally agree that really by the time your children are communicating quite well really by the age of three they shouldn't have that sort of crutch yes. of a dummy and certainly what you don't want is a sort of seven year old who still has a dummy because quite frankly they'll be teased mercilessly going to be at school, ridiculed, yes. you know that yeah. is way more traumatic mm. um, and I think that is a sort of parenting responsibility yeah to make sure that the dummy is, is used in the right way. So obviously, being able to recognize when it is no longer right to use the dummy, mm. either if they just, it's not making them happy, like that incident mm. with my daughter. But presumably, if you are then using the dummy constructively, it's helping them sleep, it's performing a role, it's, it's being used in the correct way. Mm there comes a time when there's sort of
2: two or three where you do sort of take it away from yes. them yes yeah. um, you read all sorts of lovely things the dummy fair is the new thing that's come in um, and you know they talk about the parents talk about it so there's children beforehand and they're going to the dummy fair is going to come and take the dummies off to children other children in the world who need them and things like that and, and we'll and leave you a present That's yes yeah, so I'll of leave it. you the present it's basically the, the like Father bribery. Christmas yes <laughs> um, and <laughs> it helps minion. them get their heads around it and and they do understand it and they're prepared for it and so that's a very good way I do like that Um, and also I think you know leaving it until a time that
1: they can understand that they're not a baby anymore Mm. because they're desperate not to be babies. They're Mm. desperate to be grown up. And so if you can seduce them with the idea that dummies are only for babies and you're not Mm. a baby anymore, so you don't need it. um, I think that that is quite important because obviously parenting shifts hugely Mm. between when you're unable to communicate with your children and then you're just able to communicate With them. But when you can reason with Mm. them, when you can present an argument and they can understand, take on board that argument and understand why you're recommending something, that is a whole new level of communication and that's the time that you can then start saying, listen, surely you don't want the dummy anymore. And actually that's much more powerful
2: than saying it's time to go. Yes, You're a baby, that's a, you know, that sucks so, yeah, so much great, Especially if, if there's a reward in it for them as well, which is great. Absolutely. Um,
1: I mean, obviously... Uh, I, I think it fills parents with fear, the idea of removing the dummy. And I think mm. a lot of parents think, oh my God, but she'll scream all night and I'll, mm. know I'll just reach for the dummy. Yeah. I mean, someone once said to me, either chuck all your dummies in mm. the bin or cut them so you literally can't. If you're yes. resolute about going cold turkey, yes. with a, you make sure you can't use them. Don't yeah. add that 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 temptation into the mix because you've already got so much to deal with. Yes, if you've made when the you're decision, tired, a moment
2: of weakness. Exactly, yeah.
1: get rid of them. Because actually the worst thing is to say to your child, you don't need a dummy mm. anymore. You've you know made that decision, and then yeah. go oh, oh
2: go on then. Yes,
1: you're sort of giving them such mixed messages. Yes, it's and inconsistency. It, it makes
2: it, it makes it more confusing. But if you're going to do that, make sure you've got them all. Because it's worse when you think you're doing really well, and then baby reaches down behind the sofa and finds another dummy, and you turn around to see them sucking away. It's like ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah, this has been brilliant
1: to chat to you about about dummies. Hopefully, for all of you listening, that's given you a little bit of clarity. I think what's important is that we haven't said use a dummy or don't use a dummy. No. Dummies are individual, as we are individual. Yes. We all have basic needs that vary. That's it. You know, from what our friends do, but also from what we think we're going to do. I never thought I'd use a dummy, mm. but quite
2: frankly, I never thought a lot of things about being a oh, parent. Oh, yes, that's a lot that takes you by surprise. Just yes. It, having a child is very, very organic and and just go with the flow. Don't decide, just like, don't decide that you have to have a certain birth for things to be perfect or or you have to feed a certain way for you to be a good parent be aware of everything educate yourself listen keep an open mind and use them if you think they might help don't be afraid to try them if it goes wrong you can always stop but don't deny yourself something that might get you five minutes peace and quiet yeah
1: i think there are a lot of paths Mm. on the way to being a successful parent and which of those you follow is very very much down to you as an individual yeah. one is not better than the other but it's no. about responding and understanding which yeah. is the right for you making an informed decision
2: yeah definitely
1: sarah thank you so much thank for coming you. along today and imparting so much of your wisdom to the parenthood sarah's book the baby detective is available from amazon and all good bookshops now i really can recommend it it's beautifully laid out it makes a lot of sense and i i i am very confident that all of you who do get it will will not be able to put it down um i hope you've enjoyed this podcast and i hope you found the expert advice useful please do spread the word about the parenthood the more subscribers we get the more episodes we can record and follow us on instagram we're at theparent.hood it's full of tips hopefully things that will make you laugh and also a great place for you to let us know what you'd like to record next but thank you for listening